Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspects of all the important things in life, the big topics, the big relatable uh, universal topics. And this week is no different as we debate the Mount Rushmore of Jack Black and the most Black of Jackness looking person currently, at least with his crazy hair. Richard, right? Did you come, over, right? did you come yeah. over? Should okay. I just jump into my first choice then? Well, yeah. <laughs> Whose topic was this? Why are we standing on ceremony? I thought it was Richard's. No, it wasn't. No, oh, Richard's so I'm so sorry. Uh, it was I yours. I believe it's yours, Jeff. Let me look it up, but I don't. I don't remember. Oh yeah. So no, this is a Michael Winfield joint. It is. Oh, oh sorry. Okay, here's, Michael, here's... were you asking that rhetorically? No, it was uh, oh, purely. Okay. Um, had no idea. Just. Well, we beg, we beg for listeners to suggest topics, and now we're doing it in our sleeps, evidently. Yeah, um, <laughs> start making, I can, up, I can... making up listeners who have submitted. You know, Jack yeah. Sheboygan from yeah. Walla Walla, Washington, sent this one in. Oh, uh, Mr. Sheboygan, thank you so much. Yeah. Walla Walla, right up there with Cucamonga and uh, yeah. all the other good Bugs Bunny, uh, the, Lo the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, I can only assume that I was watching a Jack Black vehicle, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, he's so interesting. You know, right before we started recording, uh, we were talking about Jack Black being in his um, uh, this uh, phase of life of uh, just unhinged joy, especially during the pandemic. And I think Jack Black as a person, not necessarily as like the character of Jack Black, as a person, he seems like so just... Uh, individual i like he doesn't seem to care what uh however he's dressed he like no matter what he does he seems like very comfortable in his own um you know little retowned body and uh he, i think he, it comes across in like everything he does and um i don't know i i, I think he's just i think he's just fun and i don't think <laughs> i think that's just i think it's good that he's he doesn't seem like a dick. I just like that he doesn't seem like a dick, mm -hmm. even though sometimes he plays one to great extremes in some of his uh, some yeah. of his roles. But he's also like yeah. multifaceted. You know, he's a, a, a funny man and uh, a musician, and uh, uh, has done some drama type stuff. And then you know he'll uh, he'll be all over the place. I think that's great. Yeah, so I, 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 he is definitely on the – he might be on our Mount Rushmore of people you'd be disappointed in if they got canceled. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there with Dave Grohl, maybe a few others, where it's just like if you found out that Jack Black, there was some like sketchy issue with him, you would definitely be like, oh, man, him? Yeah. No, not him. And certainly yeah. I'm not implying that he would be or is or anything like that. It's quite the opposite. It seems like he is somebody who is so genuine and such a decent person that if there was even a hint of anything, it would it would be devastating. Yeah, I think your description of his kind of radical self acceptance implies that he is accepting of others as whoever they are. So there's this kind of sense of here's a guy you could hang with, like Dolly Parton. She ain't judging nobody, you know. Like Jack uh -huh. Jack Black is so happy with himself. There's no way he's going to be, you know, uptight or judge, judgy, judgy about anything. So, oh, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with him though. <laughs> Michael doesn't want to hang out with anybody, so no. I would. Sure. I would. Uh, I, I, I think that there would be definitely like a a limit. I think you go into yeah. being like, my alarm goes off. It's 45 minutes later, and you're like I got it. I'm, I I got it. I'm good because yeah, I think it could it could be a a matter of too much. Too much Jack Black goes a long way too. Yeah, yeah, he would be somebody that we would have met at the kickball bar from another team and would have started talking to us about the, ga the game that they played and 45 minutes later was still talking about something <laughs> completely unrelated to the game at that point, but was still talking. You, you do one of those things where you just I, like, you turn 30 degrees and you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna stand this way now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slightly turn your back to them and you, as you're starting up a, a non-conversation with uh, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I had a sighting of him when I lived in L.A., and it was basically just uh, 
climbing a flight of stairs to this Channel 101 event. And he was literally taking, I think, four stairs at a time. Like some, something that's very Jack Black, but not Jack Black at the same time. Like <laughs> the tremendous athleticism. It's what I think people said about Belushi was that here was this guy who looked like he might have, could be uh, subject to a coronary, but he was tremendously athletic and uh, lithe and, and uh, um, you know, just exuberant all, all the time. So, uh, okay. Okay. So it would, this is a, this is a Michael Winfield joint. So that means uh, Richard goes first. Yeah. And I will address the elephant in the room that Jeff sort of brought up earlier. Yeah. I kind of, apparently I kind of look like Jack Black. All right. That's my number one choice is me comma looking <laughs> apparently looking like jack black that is radical self that is the acceptance of jack black that spills over into in, in just, it's your own life yeah no my oldest kids friends apparently they're their shakespeare theater group um have made a running joke of every time i show up to pick them up or drop them off or do something that they go to them and go hey look there's your father jack black <laughs> and it took me a while to get a kind of, kind of come to terms with this because mm. look let's be honest if someone says hey you remind me of a famous famous movie star you'd be you know your thought is oh that's great really george clooney brad pitt <laughs> no the really fat loud one <laughs> that's not what you're looking for in a necessarily in a, a, a celebrity, dopp celebrity doppelganger. But I have been convinced that many women find Jack Black attractive. Okay. That apparently he's a type for many women, so I should just shut up and deal with it. All right. This is mainly coming from my wife. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my first choice. It's just the fact that even though I don't... And Jeff, Jeff is providing the, 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 the physical comparison on the yeah. screen if you're watching the youtube video um i don't think i look that much like him even i think it's i've got long hair got a beard kind of got the mm -hmm. same same body shape mm -hmm. but i don't think facially we look alike mm, but yeah, i certainly, literally certainly you're, you're not funny you have no musical talent yes you have nothing all contributing to, to society otherwise so not successful on any level yeah <laughs> so no like like we were at the zoo lights this year and we were walking one way and a group of teenage girls were walking the other way. And I just, we just, my family just overheard them as soon as they passed us. Oh my God. I thought that was Jack Black as they walked past me. Then it was just like another point of like, yeah, I get it. Okay. That's who I'm going to be compared to, which I guess it could be worse when I had shorter hair and I didn't have a beard. I used to always get compared to, Oh, What's his name from the Howard Stern show? The comedian. A lot of drug problems. Ar Artie Lang? Ar uh, yeah, Artie Lang. I used yeah. to get compared to Artie Lang. That one I was positive wasn't a good comparison. Oh, yeah. So compared compared to being compared to Artie Lang, I will take being compared to Jack Black 100 <laughs> times out of 100. Well, you need, I mean, there needs to be some, you need to turn this into an advantage. I mean, I, I know that recently Jack Black has been wearing like kind of kaleidoscopic, uh, tie dye and uh, like almost dressed up like um, uh, uh, like a weird owl character. Uh, you need to get an outfit right. like that and just see how far you like. See if you can get the get behind the scenes at the zoo. Yeah, that's just, true. Like, start making up some like nonsense words and like see if you can like you know uh, shake hands with a a, a, a capybara or um, you know a pet an emu or whatever it is let me get my ratatatouille zoo going on with that there <laughs> yeah there was it thing. like jack black is in terms of him looking like uh, uh other people it was funny that uh oh there's the meme floating around which i'm surprised that people even relate to is uh christopher cross has looked like both members of tenacious d in mm -hmm. one lifetime <laughs> we, we see young christopher Cross looking jack blackish and Old, the older version looking Kyle glasses. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are, there are, are worse people to, to be compared to for sure, Richard. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've, 
I've come to terms with it. It was just a little jarring at first because it kind of just sprung up over the last year that I've kind of let my hair grow out and grown out the beard. Yeah. Yeah. That suddenly I'm getting this all the time and I never yeah. used to get that before. Well, that's funny. I, I think of the, um, uh, when, when I think of like humor, humor is an important thing to me and it was in my family growing up. Humor was this kind of commodity. Uh, certainly wasn't good grades in school or <laughs> you know, uh, for me, athleticism. So humor was this kind of like survival mechanism. But I feel like um, a humor is, I think, a survival mechanism of the unattractive. <laughs> and, and it is something I never wanted to be. I wanted to be attractive and charming and, and somebody that that uh, uh, people would want to hang all over. But that's not how the cards uh, played out. And I think that's true with Jack Black, too. It's like, here's somebody who seems so comfortable with his body, with what he was dealt, with what he's got. And that that's radical self-acceptance and and love just kind of spills over to the point where I think people do find him attractive. So, yeah. Winfield, what do you got? Uh, well, I broke mine down into four little categories, something that I used to do quite often, and they were oh. um, uh, Tenacious D, uh, one was uh, a tenacious or a tenacious D skit, a tenacious D song, a movie uh, role, and then I did did wild card. So the first thing that I think Jack Black is most notably, at least initially, recognizable for the tenacious D, the TV series that lasted like three oh, yeah. episodes. And it's funny you think yeah. about something that. Uh, you affiliate with somebody and it was like literally there was three hbo 25 minute episodes that were cut into two parts each and they each had a little song and like one kind of central aspect and like that's it that's all that like was built upon initially uh jack black and kyle gas and then you know he they put out an album and later a movie and you know have been touring with that for the past 20 something years in some respects but um, so my first choice for a Tenacious D sketch was, um, oh, I wrote it down. It is uh, do, 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 uh, the greatest song in the world, which mm -hmm. is, oh, yeah. which not only is a great song, but it's just the, the funny. It's just a funny bit about uh, this telling of a story where they uh, encounter the devil and get pulled into a uh, oh, what's it? What's his name? Uh, the devil went down to Georgia, sort of. Uh, yeah, moment Faustian. where they're confront yeah. Yeah, confronted with the devil and their challenge is to write the greatest song in the world or to play it and they play it and the song they sing isn't that song it's a song about the song they're singing is very meta and very funny but like um, uh, in the episode or in the music video for the for the song it's like uh, it's what's his name from Foo Fighters dressed up as the devil uh, uh, Dave, yeah. Dave Grohl, and some other guy. It's just ridiculous. It's everything about them that is ridiculous. They, they're this duo that are in over their heads in every way as performers, and they think that they are this the most amazing band in the world. But they're just kind of like so mediocre. They play like a, uh, you know, kind of like a stand-up open mic night, and like that. <laughs> like everything is kind of culminating in like this sort of ultra meta narrative um that just kind of captures like the show very perfectly it's it's uh ridiculous and uh, it's not quite psychedelic but just kind of like all over the place and uh, i think that's probably my, my favorite my favorite sketch of theirs uh, from that show yeah totally I, I feel like that was riffing off that show was riffing off this early premise of Seinfeld in which we would intercut between him, him as a performer standing against the brick wall in the comedy club and then uh, his life. And I felt like Tenacious D kind of did that. We saw them showcased as performers. And in a way, I think it was very LA uh, because it seems like in every open mic I ever went to in LA, there were all these actors who were killing time as musicians. <laughs> and that's, that was kind of what I think. Uh, uh, Jack Black was doing in that duo was you know just finding another creative outlet on stage but yeah the 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 um 
the kind of uh, crossroads mythology, the Faustian mythology <laughs> that's captured in there. And it, I, what I love is the kind of the two versions. The HBO version actually had Stairway as the kind of implied greatest mm -hmm. song in the world. And then when it went to a standalone video or maybe when it went to the album or something like that, they got rid of that whole Stairway thing. And it was just, but you were, you know, like you're, they were still talking about, it's still a tribute. This isn't the song. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, it's a good fucking song too. It's a good. Yeah. So it's a better song than a comedy song needs to be. That song, like, it's awesome. Yeah, in the same way, that... Robert. Go ahead, the Robert Jack. Johnson myth. The Robert, yes. the, the Robert Johnson crossroads Crossroad, myth yeah. and the Faust myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all mixed together, and it, it, this. Yeah. The Tenacious D songs are really good in a way, in the same way that I think, and this is kind of a spiritual, I think, you know, son of Tenacious D would be Jermaine uh, and Brett from Flight of the Absolutely, Concord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. In the same way that they're, they're kind of a show within a show and the songs themselves, they're supposed to be a struggling band, but the songs happen to be really good, which is always kind of... Yeah. You know, I, you have two, I, you have two choices in life. You can either make the song actually be bad, but you know, in a in a funny way, or you can just go ahead and make good songs. Yeah. And Tenacious D just went ahead and made good songs. I, I think that, out. yeah, I think that is one of the most surprising things about Jack Black and Kyle Gass. They're they're both very good mus musicians, and Jack Black is like a pretty extraordinary singer in his own right. Like he can mm -hmm. he can hit some pretty high notes uh, amongst all the ridiculousness of how he sings uh go find his version or their version of um wicked game like he can nail the this great chris isaac song in a way that you're like oh well maybe i maybe i don't want to like it as much as i do because uh because that video and that song by chris isaac is so iconic but he's like uh he, he sings the shit out of it it's really it's really really good yeah who was it uh it, do either of you have Mr. Show love, on your? Uh, no, no, but I no, do I love, don't. I do love looking at um just the our YouTube stream of this, our live video, and it's just Richard number one's choice, Richard Manfredi. That <laughs> just makes me so absolutely. I also appreciate that my oh, number oh, I got one choice is my name spelled wrong, Jeff. That's incredible too. Oh, sorry. I've been doing this I show for seven huh? years, and you still don't know how to spell my name. Single D, one D. Yes, one name D. for the cup. Name for the cup. Yeah. Name for Richard the cup. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Oh, tribute. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's funny is it almost it almost burns him. In uh, I think there's Jeepers Creepers. There is a segment from Mr. Show in which uh, Jack Black they do kind of a Jesus Christ superstar kind of riff, and Jack Black is the the title character. And after the segment, they go back to the in studio recorded parts. And somebody says, wow, that was great. And then somebody else said, yeah, but why wasn't it funny? Uh, and like Mr. Show, you know, Mr. Show kind of was often the first thing to take the piss out of its own, out of their own uh, um, segments. And the reality was it wasn't that funny, but Jack Black was just great in it. And he just sang the right. hell out of this, this song. So it, it saved it. So here's the funny guy um, saving it again with his voice so yeah that's a good point uh richard what's your second one and is it is it another member of your family is it you just yourself again or what my cousin my cousin jack black yeah. um no my second choice and this is this kind of ties into what michael was saying i'll just sort of dummy off of that is barry jive in the uptown five okay from high fidelity so oh, yeah. very, very specifically, the scene where Jack Black has managed to convince John Cusack's character to let his band sing a song at this record open, this record premiere party that he's hosting and DJing. And John Cusack is convinced it's going to be an absolute disaster because Barry is just a complete spastic mess and yeah. has no confidence in whatsoever that he's going to put up a credible performance and they get up on stage and he says, you know, the whole, goes into the whole 
We're in the process of changing our name to Kathleen Turner Overdrive, but currently we are very jive in the Uptown Five, and then launches into this fucking incredible version of Let's Get It On. And having known Jack Black from Tenacious D before I saw uh, High Fidelity, I knew he could sing. But I would imagine that a good portion of the movie general movie-going population didn't. And they probably had a very similar direction to what John Cusack's character had in the movie, which is just open mouth, stunned, being stunned and amazed by what he's seeing happening. And that was, I remember when that movie came out and that scene specifically is a scene where you could really see somebody become a star. You know, that was kind of a breakout moment for Jack Black. I mean, obviously he went on to do other bigger movies, but in terms of breaking out from being this sort of cult comedy guy and guy who had been in, you know, lots of small roles in movies here and there to really becoming a, a, a name in comedy on his own. That was the movie that did it for him. And that was the scene that did it for him. So I think that it's hard to tell the story of Jack Black without, without talking about high fidelity and without talking about Barry Jive in the Uptown Five. Yeah, I'm the guy you described. I had not seen. Uh, I had no idea he could he could just crush it, and and I think that that movie does such a misdirect the whole time. Like you said, yeah, they're establishing how awful it's going to be, and then he goes yeah. and kills it. I do I I do think also they were kind of. Uh, I'm, it's killing me that I'm trying to look up the name of the other performer who uh, was the other quirky record store employee, and so it seemed to be kind of almost like about uh you know john cusack's character obviously was the lead but then these the 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 glory you know gloriously goofy people who who worked with him but after that scene the other guy doesn't exist anymore uh it todd todd luiso um yeah does not exist anymore you know and and it ha- you know geez that poor guy because <laughs> now he's not even in the movie anymore so. yeah he got he got you know. he got blown out of the whole movie basically just by this force of nature known as jack black Mm -hmm. yeah uh so you know i think we talked about tenacious d and we talked about uh that that identity i i remember like hearing oh in in pick of destiny isn't kind of their creation myth of the d that uh that kg kind of teaches uh jb how to play guitar or like he takes lessons or he takes He's under his tutelage, and they have such a simpatico um, kind of um, vibe on stage. Like they're both in on the same joke. Like I don't even think even uh, um, Garth and Wayne are on the same frequency as much as Jack and Kyle are. Um, sure. And it makes me yeah. wonder how much of JB was stolen from KG. Like how much did jack black see this persona and think that i'm gonna be that but more that and turn that into my my calling card that's obviously speculation <laughs> but but uh, well, let's go with it um though. okay let's go let's go with it yeah. whenever i see anchorman whenever i see anchorman you know paul f tompkins is kind of in the background of some scenes in anchorman and paul yeah. f tompkins was doing that character this kind of well indignant kind of announcer kind of person for years before yeah um what's his head came along will ferrell, so yeah at that point I, yeah will will ferrell kind of took this persona um this is all speculation sorry it's not about it's not about me it's about you guys and your your things so got very um, heated about paul s Tompkins over here jeff Woo! Woo! okay he michael what's, what's, what's your second one well, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with Tenacious D, but I'm going to stick with a, a very specific song from their first album. Um, and I think it really kind of uh, exemplifies like the the Jack Black, Tenacious D persona versus like the Kyle Gass persona. And Jack Black in uh, a song called uh, City Hall, uh, <laughs> actually a three-part song, it's called City Hall, uh, I Believe in God slash Malibu, maybe Malibu Nights. 
And the song is all about how uh, the government is terrible and um, we need to go and we need to tear down City Hall and we need to make things right for everybody and we need to make all these laws that are just and fair. And then it, the song quickly turns into like, uh, actually, I'm going to be in charge. <laughs> and we're going to get rid of Kyle. <laughs> it's like, it, it combines like this, the secret like friendship, but then uh, it really is all about just, just getting rid of Kyle out uh, of the band leadership, <laughs> and it's just so it's just so funny that there's like within their band, uh, and it has like there's definitely like this devious deviousness to Jack Black. He kind of has a kind of imp sort of like real sneaky quality to him that is always seems to like come out in so many different things that he that he does. Uh, and then the song it, it's stupid and it's all about uh just uh actually i'm gonna be in charge and that leads into like this really just dumb bit where they're just playing around and then there's this long pause and it's like it's the old thing that used to happen when there was like almost like hidden tracks on a cd that they wouldn't list the track number and then he just starts riffing a song called uh malibu nights which is just it's dumb. Kyle just starts playing guitar. Maybe Jack plays guitar and he just starts riffing into this other song. And it's, it's so the entire like nine minutes of it is so unnecessary. And I think that, uh, and all over the place. And uh, I think that is just, it's just, I think perfectly that one song perfectly uh, captures his persona uh, as a song in an, in an episode. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, that I love was, was always one of my favorite things. Richard, why do you like it? Oh, uh, ma mainly for those motherfuckers at City Hall. <laughs> one of the best lines <laughs> of any song ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so my favorite comedy groups have always been these kind of loose anarchic um, assemblages. And as a kid, uh, before I knew they were brothers, you ever watch Mark's Brothers movie, you'd see they were they would sell each other out so quickly. <laughs> right. They would kind of come together. And, and if, if uh, Harpo could capture Chico in a dog catcher's um, uh, truck and then sell him to the police or something that he would Groucho at any point was looking to just pickpocket anybody and just leave. Mm. So uh, it, it was, it was such a loose assemblage with questionable loyalty. <laughs> uh, the, the petty, petty, nature of the relationship was always so entertaining uh so hey this uh episode uh, has been sponsored by jack black um oh, really didn't know that yeah oh not the actor oh <laughs> yeah this is uh, a fabric dye that uh has been uh, japanese discontinued yeah japanese uh, fabric dye that's uh has a lot of toxic uh components to it and chemicals involved in it and they're really they're really having a tough time uh, marketing this in Japan right now where they know about it. And so we're trying to push it in the U.S. So you should try it. Um, uh, uh, we do not take any uh, liability if you get injured, if you become poisoned. Now, here's a question. How, how, how black is this Jack Black? Is it like, is it like a pure black? Like the one that we see, like the experimental color where like, this is the blackest, oh, yeah. you know, or is it more like, uh, like a faded concert shirt that you got from like the Goodwill that is like it, barely oh, yeah. hanging on. It's all, I mean, gray would be kind to call it that, but it's still <laughs> technically black. It is, yeah. uh, it is a spinal tap album cover black. So it's none more black. black. None more black. And it's black. also great because you could use it to dye your clothes or your hair, according to the ad copy we received. Is that? Wow, I which I certainly wouldn't wouldn't doubt mm -hmm. legally. It was loosely translated. That copy was so hard to even understand what they. But we finally got a sponsor. Yeah, yay! <laughs> Thank you, Jack Black dies, but not Jack oh. Black dying. Well, as we're getting there, so wrapping up our um, halftime here, and uh, what I think is interesting is there was much of Tenacious D. And much of, I think, Jack Black's kind of, or Tenacious D, I think, benefited from um, the kind of 
the 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 turnaround that the world had kind of on uh black metal on 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 heavy metal black metal and and yeah. some of the some of those those um musicians and music that seemed to be kind of passé and then kind of had a, an emergence again on MTV in like the Headbangers Ball, you know, stuff like that. But then like Deathlock and all these things made it so kind of kind of fun again to to like that. And I think a lot of his pers persona was kind of was kind of tied with the appreciation of that, so, which is I think is neat. Um, okay, uh, Richard, what's your third? My third one is one of my favorite performances of his in a movie, um, and it's not a big movie, not one that was one of his $100 million hits. It's a Richard Linkletter film called Bernie. Oh, yeah. And it's the uh, biopic about Bernie Sanders, which is odd that Jack Black would play him. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it is a, based on a true story in Texas about a very mild-mannered assistant mortuary uh mortician i guess played by jack black who's just very sweet and beloved in his small town winds up um befriending a recently widowed woman played by shirley mclean and over time no one else in town likes this lady but he becomes friends with her and they get very close and then over time she becomes a little bit more overbearing and a little bit more, more overbearing and just imposing on his time and imposing on, uh, on on him over and over and over again and just pushing him to his brink. So one day he snaps and kills her. <laughs> and they wind up finding her body in his freezer in his garage. But the problem is everyone in this town loved Bernie so much because he was such a sweet person. And nobody in town liked the Shirley MacLaine character. Because she was just a cold, a cold fish, basically. That they couldn't get a fair trial of him in his hometown. And part of the movie is about Matthew McConaughey plays the prosecutor, who is just frustrated with the whole case because nobody in his hometown wants to vote would be willing to vote to a, to convict him, even though he confessed to the murder. And it's just this sort of wonderful portrait of a person just kind of who is desperately searching for a connection in his life and thinks he found one with this this old lady and it just turns out to be a nightmare and it's just sort of like the last straw for him but he but the way he plays bernie you can just see every aspect of his happiness just draining the more that Shirley McLean's character keeps sort of grinding on him and, and, and harping on him and, and having him do things for her and just taking up all of his free time and, and just, I don't want to say that you, you sympathize with him because he does straight up murder her, but the movie is certainly made. So you feel empathy for him, if nothing else, if that's different than sympathy. And it's this—it's just a really fun dark comedy, and he—he he plays the character as an as a beloved Southern eccentric, without overplaying it. So it still feels like it's a real character, and I think he was fantastic in it. And I think I know there had been talk of of Oscar talk for him when he, when this movie came out, and I certainly wouldn't have been against it because I think he did it. There have been a lot of movies. There have been several movies where Jack Black has been asked to do more dramatic stuff. King Kong, for example. And not always successful. But this one, because it was the right mix of dark comedy and drama and everything else, I think was a really great movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor and go see Bernie. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the restraint that he used. So imagine like you're Peter Sellers doing being there and you're yeah. known for these big over the top uh, characters. And, and what I think Bernie shows incredible. Jack plays him as um, a person who is who, who anybody else. He, he kind of made a meal out of the role, but you believed his him 100 percent as authentic. 
Like it never yeah. seemed like he was winking at the camera. Um, we don't know everything about Bernie's, uh, you know, maybe romantic life or these other things that, that maybe he, uh, but uh, it does seem like somebody who's showing less discretion could have gone way over the top with it if it was yeah. Jim Carrey or something. Jim like Carrey, that. I was just going to say Jim Carrey would have absolutely yeah. made, eaten this roll up in, in big, huge bites. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Definitely a, a very restrained performance without, while still retaining, you know, a lot of funny yeah. aspects of it. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, have we talked about, check it out. have we talked about the knockoff Jack Black? Who's the guy who, who kind of Dan looks Fogler? like, is that who it is? Dan, Could the be. guy who, the guy who was in, uh, um, uh, all these different movies, uh, I don't know if it's Balls of Steel or something like. Yeah, like, Stan Fogler. Dan Fogler. Yeah, he was the guy. Like, well, we couldn't. All these scripts that were written for Jack Black, and there were stacks of them. <laughs> some of them actually got produced, and some of them went to that guy. Yeah. Um, which is I so got, funny. I knew Dan Fogler because I got to see he was in the uh, Broadway performance of. Uh, 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which he actually won a Tony Award for. So I got to see him on Broadway doing that oh. before he did any movie stuff. And yes, uh -huh. it was definitely even seeing him in that was like, oh, this guy's got a li little bit of Jack Black in him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I realize that's kind of a, a, a off the, the track here, but it did seem like Jack Black, like Jim Curry, was such a big presence. And I, I do remember like going to auditions Overnight, every script that you got for a shampoo commercial or whatever, the funny, the shorthand were for funny went from Jim Carrey to Jack Black, like instantly. There was, there mm -hmm. was no, there was no, and I, I this is another side, sideline. Do you recall ever like, uh, oh, uh, I, I would say one of the best performances Jack Black ever gave was Chris Pratt. It seems like Chris Pratt took his comedic persona, like whenever Chris Pratt's time trying to be funny. For me, he's literally impersonating Jack Black from mm. uh, some of some of his films or performances. So, okay, I got, I got, I got, okay, 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 okay. All right, Michael. Uh, my third choice is my movie choice for Jack Black, and uh, it's the animated feature of Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah, I think, I think uh, Jack Black's character in that is the most affable he's ever been in any movie. Uh, Richard, you mentioned um, uh, Carl. I can't remember his last name, Carl Denham in King Kong earlier, where he kind of plays like a chicey character. And I think a lot of his characters that he, he kind of leans towards are kind of dicks, kind of know-it-alls, mm -hmm. kind of assholes, kind of uh, eh, something not trustworthy about, about, him. about him. Certainly right. his character, um, School of Rock is that same, you know, he's lying his way to make some money to whatever. Um, and there's also goodness in all of these people for the most part. But uh, in Kung Fu Panda, he plays just, the character is so, um, he's he's just so full of hope, but also self-doubt. He's, uh, it plays towards his type, his body type that is both becomes this asset to him, but he's also like uh, humbled by it often. And like all of the things that like, it's a very Jack Black, character but he's so sweet and so he takes all of like the jack blackness into it and puts it into like this just extremely likable excitable guy who just is so happy to see his heroes and be close to them and and then he gets there and he's knocked down and learns to be himself and learns to be except to accept himself as who he, he is as an animal but who he is as a character and i think uh it, it was just so good from just every every part of it to the final battle where he's using his body to defeat the uh, big giant snow cat bad guy guy oh yeah and Ian McShane I don't remember the character yeah Kung Pao or Kai Lung or something like that but where he Kai Lung, yeah. wing, wins over all the different other comedians and animals that are so hardened to whatever that they all, mm -hmm. they all come along to see him as great for what he is and what he is, is who he is not trying to be somebody, you know, 
he stops trying to be somebody else and is just Poe. And it's just, I, it's my fa- I think it's probably my favorite role because it captures all those different things. And um, he's just so good. He's just so good in it. Man, just, I agree. Did your do your kids like? Do your kids watch that movie? Yeah, they did. We we saw it when they came out um, at the drive-ins, and I, that was a movie that I had very low expectations for. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a DreamWorks film. Yeah, you know, right who knows there. if Jack Black is going to be way over the top or what he's going to bring to the table? You know, it could have. It's a movie that easily could have gone sideways. But a, it's a all of the Kung Fu Panda movies are just, I think, very visually stunning. Yeah, that's for sure. Like the visuals look great, and then the character is—it's like eighty-five percent Jack Black. Yeah, he's like toning it down just enough to make it work, so it's not scaring the kids, I guess. <laughs> that is an interesting it aspect works. of my two favorite uh, Jack Black. I think films are probably Kung Fu Panda and the School of Rock. I don't know if that's on your list or not. Yeah, School of Rock is my last choice, by the way. Well, we can talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it as much as we talked about high fidelity being the thing that sort of kicked off his career. But the thing that took Jack Black's career from being recognized comedic actor to comedy like superstar was School of Rock. And it's... I was looking up and I was trying to find out if this movie was written specifically with Jack Black in mind and I didn't see anything like that so I don't think that it was. But come on. Is there any other actor who could have successfully played that role? I don't know. Not like Jack Black did. I mean... It, yeah, it, it, he, has it, to, he has to be a loser but also a know-it-all. Are you suggesting I could have played that role, Michael? (laughs) Uh, Could, I mean, you know. Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler. Come on, we could have played it, yeah. Man, I so so agree with you there. Yeah, it's, and it's, to me, it's amazing that this one movie has become such a cultural, kind of iconic movie almost in popular culture, not just, now it's not just a movie it was a tv series it's a broadway musical you know you see these like 10-year reunions with the cast 15-year reunions with the cast whatever however long ago it's been at this point and it's just this cultural juggernaut from this one sort of not intended to be like this big splashy hollywood blockbuster movie but something about that movie captured people of a specifically of a certain age a little bit younger than me but i love it not not to say anything about that but it definitely captured the attention of a slightly younger audience people are probably in their 30s now people who were kids when school of rock came out maybe there was a bit of wish fulfillment about that that wouldn't it be cool if you had a teacher who who rocked out and let you play instruments and do stuff like that. Maybe as a kid, there was some wish fulfillment happening there. So I don't know if that's why it's such a, a beloved movie, but I just know it's, it's one of those iconic cultural movies for a certain percentage of our population. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I for sure think that I think the, what's interesting is we kind of said, segued from Kung Fu Panda to this. And I wonder how many Jack Black films have premises that involve mistaken identity or the person who is uh, perceived to be the wrong person for the job, but ultimately is exactly the right person for the job, which he is in both those films. Um, and and uh, my, one of my favorite movie musicals ever is The Music Man. <laughs> it's, somebody, it's a guy who shows up... Yeah. Uh, uh, planning to rip everybody off, um, who doesn't see himself as well as uh, he others see him, and then in the end ends up just inspiring the hell out of people and getting out of the way of um, of um, of his own identity and in allowing all, all these other people who want to be inspired by music or hope or whatever to 
to to get that inspiration and and that for me that the key of school of rock is he you know he comes on stage playing not that you know there's that song that he writes the legend of the rent that kind yeah. of like the, that city hall kind of song where it's like his big epic um of kind of sticking it to the man kind of comeuppance song yeah there, there's there's a yeah. shared dna there for sure yeah and then the foregoes that after the self-realization and actually kind of like po point where he tells the kids, I'm not that good. The thing, the thing we all knew the whole time, that yeah. even the kids, I'm not that good. And that, that for me, that mo that crowd surfing scene where he finally jumps out in his personal authenticity his his self-honesty has now allowed him to be um, the kind of person that people want to support <laughs> and not right. drop to the ground. So yeah, freaking love that. Yeah, and I think that's maybe even the key to his kind of identity, that kind of radical self-acceptance, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. So, uh, Richard's lot. Wait, sorry. Wait, Michael, did I mess uh, this up? Oh, School of Rock. Uh, that's that's up there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Michael. What's what's your last one, and and why is it Mandalorian? <laughs> uh, my last choice is yes, is him uh, playing the baby Grogu. Uh, no, it is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jack Black's performance of Saxaboom. And if you haven't seen it, there are many clips of uh, him, whether he's playing with Tenacious D or if he's playing it solo uh, on like a, uh, a live uh, performance on like Jimmy Kimmel or whoever. Uh, Jack Black uh, pulls out this kind of early 90s toy plastic saxophone that has a bunch of like funky presets to it. And he goes about putting it around his neck or sometimes he'll have a roadie come out and put it around his neck and he treats it so seriously. And he starts to play <laughs> and he goes, and he just plays a little bit of it. And then he always stops and like checks it and like wipes it down and he plays a little bit again <laughs> and he checks it just to kind of make sure all the, the fingering is right. And then he just pretends to play this thing by pressing one note or one key and it just plays the, the same dumb song. And it's like 27 seconds long, but what I love about it is how serious and ridiculous it is at the same time. It is something that anybody could do. You can imagine your kid walking around with a, a literal toy and just playing a song as if he's invented this tune or he's marching around, but he just, he treats it so seriously. And I think that is just one of those aspects of him. He is this ridiculous person that does things so well and even the things that he's pretending to do, he does so well. And uh, when you get a chance, just just go sax a boom it up. And it never it never is not funny to me in any context because he just he treats it as if, as if he's like he's like making the music when he's just like press, pressing <laughs> the buttons on a toy. And um, I think that him as a performer is just really kind of uh, a musical performance, like encapsulated in this really silly thing and uh, i just love when a, a grown-up is silly it's one of the reasons why i think um i think i love like so many different british comedies like the young ones or monty python i love grown men grown women grown whoever just being silly and it's such yeah. the silliest thing yeah well, not just funny, there... not just funny. Like you know, anybody. There are a lot of funny people, but it's just it's specifically a silly, silly thing that's just like, oh my goodness, love it. You you sent a link to this. Is this like the preeminent performance? Was this on YouTube or something? Yeah, no, they're all like the same. That? They're I mean, they're all basically <laughs> the same. For, they're all the same version of it. Whether he's doing it for like a, uh, you know, a talk show, and. Uh -huh. And like, or if he's on stage with a full band, like I think he who's uh, who's the um, talk show that has uh, the Roots as the backing band. That's uh, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He does it on that, and like the entire the Roots will kind of kick in and play with him. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love people being in on the joke, you know. Yeah, that's that's awesome. He does seem like one of those performers too. That uh, uh, you just say Jack Black. And people already have this idea of him. If you said Jack Black was in this movie or in this whatever, people already have the sense of what that what that is. So, cool. All right. Any 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 parting comments? 
No, just zabba dabba zabba doo. Okay. All right. Uh, rickety, rickety. This has been the Mount Rushmore of this thing. And so let's go. Uh, let's see if I can get this figured out. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Um, here are the winning things. Uh, the number one aspect of Jack Black is Richard Manfredi. If it, if Jack Black looks like Richard Manfredi, then I love Jack Black. You know what? Good for Jack Black. He should be lucky that he looks like good me. for him. Like they had the, the, uh, the, awesomeness to be looking like you um, yeah kung fu panda yeah what's that oh let's stay with richard medford for a while no i was just gonna say i hope he uh i hope he gets people come up to him saying you look like that podcast host yeah <laughs> absolutely sure yeah, we know we've made it yeah <laughs> uh let's go with uh, kung fu panda let's go with saxaboom because michael i feel like you definitely encapsulated his persona in that so skillfully that who he is with that toy is all of who he is. This yeah. childish, but also dexterous, um, brave. He'd be, a, he'd be a hell of an uncle. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not sure and about then, his dad, but as an uncle, yeah. A plus. <laughs> and then, well, speaking of uncle or his family, isn't his mother a famous um, mathematician or something that worked for the U.S. space program? Looking that uh, up right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty Which... sure. I think she worked. She worked for like JPL. She um or something like that. She like uh did a lot of the math in the yeah uh, late sixties. thirteenth. Yeah. J sorry. Just sorry. Not to make her sound derivative. Ju Judith. Um, Love Cohen. Love Cohen. Who more more than just Jack Black's mother, a a, a pivotal character in um space and science on her own. So um that I think oh, is yeah. really interesting. I will say one 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 last thing that um, I think he is very uh, unquestionably a premier LA personality. Yeah, I think he's one of sure. those guys that is in and of LA and comfortable, uh, uh, very representative. Or like, you know, they're like those guys that go to like, you know, like Flea is like a very yeah. of LA person. They're not necessarily like they don't necessarily represent anything about LA or whatever, mm -hmm. but they are. A very LA person, I think Jack Black is right up there. It's just like, man, this guy's it's all about that lifestyle, whatever it is. Yeah, you would you you would expect to see him either at a Lakers game or some sort of like street carnival. Yeah, yeah. he could be in either one of those, like small street carnival, like you know, could some, be at the LA Zoo. Carnival. Could be at the LA Zoo behind the scenes to to do whatever or uh, you never know. What's well, funny, I took that almost as the entertainment industry because I think of him and his origins with like the Actors Gang and Tim Robbins and mm -hmm. those kind of groovy cats too as being like um, that as like an L.A. acting troupe, you know, because there's not a lot of them in L.A. Everybody else is uh, trying to get, you know, like toothpaste commercials to be in an acting troupe. But uh, that's a, that's an interesting Come, totally agree. And the last, uh, last of the four is School of Rock. So that has been the Mount Rushmore of Jack Black. I am always Jeff. I am either Richard or Jack Black. I still can't tell which one. Dan Vogler. Possibly Dan Vogler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael. Skadoosh. Skadoosh.